Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, hit it shot. Oh, baby, what a play. This is Jeff Fedoten with Believe in Chiefs on the Believe Network, Kansas City's number one sports podcast network. The only place with a show for every team in Casey and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? On this week's show, former Kansas City Chiefs, Offensive lineman Joe Valerio and I discuss the Chiefs' win against Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins and preview Sunday's game at the Buffalo Bills. Joe, Patrick Mahomes, and Chiefs, they'll be hitting the road for the first time in the playoffs, and is that, um, or at least since he became a starter, and is that a venue you know well? The Bills will be getting a new stadium soon, but currently they still play in the same one in Orchard Park that, that you played in. Joe, you've been you played in playoff games there. Describe what the atmosphere is going to be like. Well, I'll start with the fact that, well, number one, it's great that it's going to be like a heat wave compared to what we had in Kansas City. Yeah. So number one, that's, uh, you know, it's going to it's going to be in the 20s, right? At least the last forecast I saw. So it's Call actually me. going to be, it's going to be like balmy <laughs> for the team, right? Um, what what the players should expect, at least I'm now I'm only talking my own experiences here is, uh, we used to count the number of uh, Philadelphia salutes, as we like to call them, or <laughs> the finger, the bird, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so we used to have an over-under on the bus ride. There's like a really long driveway into Rich, well, what was then Rich Stadium. Like there was a really long driveway in when the bus would turn the corner coming into the stadium. And, and we would count, we had an over-under on the number of uh, middle fingers that we would get. And we also got uh, had an over-under on the number of snowballs that would hit the bus uh, as we were driving in. So it was a, not a fun atmosphere to be driving into right out of the gate, right? The fans are very passionate. It's Bill's Mafia. Now, listen, when you're in Buffalo, it's a place you want to play because they are very, very uh, hardcore and diehard for, for the Buffalo Bills. So if, you know, same way the Chiefs fans are, uh, you know, passionate about the Chiefs, the, the Bills fans. So, you know, you got to at least give them that respect. But it's it's a lot to handle when you're trying to come into the stadium. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a tough environment. You know, the um, I wouldn't say it's as bad as Philadelphia for spectators who happen to go to the game. But all I know is I told my wife and 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 family for that AFC Championship game to not wear any Chiefs gear. As proud <laughs> as I was, as yeah. proud as I was to play for the Chiefs, and as proud as my family was that I was playing for the Chiefs, I said, you know what, it's not really worth it. Um, so they all went incognito mode, you know, into that game. So I just, you know, especially, especially if, you know, if they find out. Now, my brothers, on the other hand, and my cousins who went to the game, they had another story. They were wearing their Chiefs gear. Um, but, uh, you know, and they, and they, they could care less. They, they, they enjoyed, uh, they enjoyed the battle and the, and the, they enjoyed the yeah. so, um, but it's a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a hostile environment. You know, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a place that, you know, they're passionate fans, they're noisy, they're loud, they're rambunctious. Uh, they know when to cheer, how to cheer, you know, they're very quiet when the bills are on the, on the field and for offense. And they're very loud when the chiefs offense will be on the field. So they really do know the game and they're very well, uh, well-schooled in, in being fans. So, which is interesting. So it's, you know, look, it, it brings back memories of, of, a, of a time in my life that was super exciting. Um, I, you know, I mean, get, getting to play against that Buffalo Bills team and that AFC championship game, I mean, 
just rip off some of the names, Bruce Smith, Daryl Talley, Andre Reed, Jim Kelly, Thurman Thomas, Cornelius Bennett, Steve Tasker. I mean, come on. It was, it was a who's who of NFL royalty at the time. So, you know, just getting to be a part of that run that they were on going to four straight Super Bowls was, was really exciting. And, um, you know, it was, uh, it was a tough loss for us. It was devastating because we were, we were on our way to, we thought to the Super Bowl and that magic run that we had going through, you know, Pittsburgh and Houston <clears throat> and that uh, Joe Montana magic that was, was coming out. So, yeah, I, it's going to be tough, tough environment. You know, first time the Chiefs are going on the road since Patrick's been a starter and, um, you know, something that a lot of the guys on this team aren't going to be used to, right, is playing a playoff game uh, at an away stadium. So, I, uh, you know, I think that Andy will, if there's that coach that I would want at the helm to prepare me, I would want it to be Andy Reid or, or you know, or Marty Schottenheimer, you know, or Dick Vermeil, like some of the Chiefs legends. Uh, so I feel like the, the, the Chiefs will be prepared for this game uh, and they'll be prepared for what everything Buffalo can hand them uh, being in, in hostile territory. Joe, you mentioned some of the big names that were on the field when you played in that AFC Championship game. Kind of a cool story I want to remind listeners of when Christian Okoye was on the pod. So Christian, um, you know, he's a Chiefs ambassador. He he was in Arizona uh, in the NFL suite for the Chiefs-Eagles Super Bowl. And um, he was actually – Jim Kelly was there too. And so they were sitting, uh, you know, next to each other, close to each other. And, like, when Mahomes – had hurt his ankle like just before re-injured his ankle just before halftime. The Chiefs were down 10. I actually thought the Chiefs, I thought the Chiefs were done. I'm like, Mahomes looks hurt. They're down by 10. But uh Jim Kelly told Akoy, like, no, nah, he'll be back. Trust me, he'll be back. And Kelly, who was such a tough quarterback, absorbed so many hits. And of course, what he's gone through with with cancer a- after and, and had to to uh fight through that anyhow kind of a cool build you know that we're, we're definitely opponents on sunday but kind of a cool uh story about them coming together uh <laughs> in, in yeah the- well i think there's a, i think there's a lot of mutual respect with these two teams jeff i really do i i, I like, think there is like afl teams that you know kind of small markets you know like you talk yeah. about the most passionate fan bases I mean, you heard the way Josh Allen approached, you know, the press conference, knowing that, you know, it was going to be the Chiefs that the Bills were going to play if they won that game and how much respect he threw at Patrick um, and this team. So I, I really do think this is a a really good rivalry, right? This is, it doesn't have the the jawing and the, and the sort of the little nips that, that you get sometimes that I think I see happening with the Bengals and the, yep. and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, there's always the Raiders and Chiefs rivalry, but like, you know, some of the noise around some of the of the rivalry. I, I feel like this is one of utmost respect um, and one that, you know, the best team is going to win that game based on, you know, two really tough teams going out and playing football and not on bulletin board material that's going to get another team fired up. Great point there, Joe. Well, with the NFL playoffs going on and the NBA season in full swing, Bet Online has you covered with all the up-to-second odds, news, and scores with additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile versions. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action and see all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Uh, Joe, before we go further with our Buffalo uh, preview, 
Let's talk a little bit about the Chiefs' win against the Dolphins. I was so impressed by the Chiefs' defense, and they can say what they want, but I think the the Dolphins were really affected by the cold. They didn't look like they, you know, I'm not going to, I don't mean to question guys who are so professionals, grown men who are so, uh, so tough and, and so serious about their profession, but I, they didn't look like they wanted to be there at least late <laughs> in the game. I've got it. You, your takeaways from the from the Miami game? No, I mean Jeff, it's 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 the truth, right? I mean you've got you know you've got a team as, as just like you said, you've got a, you've got these are professionals, and I, I think we said it on the last. I actually used this term on the last pod, right? We got grown men who are professionals. Dude, it's cold. And if you're practicing <laughs> in in 80 degree weather on nice cushy sod grass that you know has beautiful dirt underneath of it because it's literally 80 degrees and you can water it every day, like I'm telling you, you go out on a field like that and you you feel like you're in a different world. You know what I mean? Like I I remember like one time we took a family trip to Iceland, and I was thinking about this when we were watching the game. And, and I remember getting off the plane and, and 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 going through some of the countryside on the way to our Airbnb, and I was like, I feel like I'm on another planet. <laughs> like, like it, it was. Uh, we went there during um, the 24 hours of daylight, um, mm-hmm. and and you know, you look around at the landscape. It was a harsh landscape. You know, Iceland is not. You know, it's not like a. a there's some lushness to it, but it's very harsh and a lot of rock and. You know, it was 24 hours of daylight, so it never got dark. I'm like, I, I literally, we, we all looked at each other, our family, and said, I feel like I'm on a different planet. I, and I got to imagine that's what the dolphins felt like when they got off that plane. First of all, there's a snow squall, right, as they're walking down the the, uh, the ramp of the at the airport. And, and it's, you know, I saw half the guys were walking at the Miami airport. They were all walking in shorts and T-shirts thinking, like, I don't know where they're going. Um <laughs> And, and, you know, you get off the plane and you get to the field and, and as much as like they did that before the game, they showed the expose about the underneath, you know, tubes and warm warmers and all that stuff to keep the grass. We certainly didn't have that when I was playing, especially on the Arrowhead AstroTurf oh, of man. 1991 and 92, which was like literally playing on concrete. Like, even though you have all that, dude, it's still rock hard grass, dirt, you know, it's, it's end of the season. You've got you know, they're basically painting the dirt at that point because the grass isn't growing, right? Um, it's in the single digits. Uh, it goes down into the negative single digits. It's a different world. I mean, come on, it doesn't matter. If you're not used to throwing the ball, catching the ball, tackling, hitting people in that weather, you know, as much as, you know, it, it, as much as I think it could have been a detriment for the Chiefs as well, because it got so cold, it could have actually affected both teams. At least they had they could get out and simulate it at practice where the dolphins walked into a completely, no pun intended, completely cold. And, and I think, I think that actually did give the chiefs a little bit of an advantage. I really do. You, you, you hit on it. Spagnol is the defense. Unbelievable. Right. Come on. They, they were, they were out of their minds. If the chiefs are going to win this game, they've got to convert in the red zone. I mean, if I, if I had one takeaway from this game, you know, my my biggest concern is being able to convert in the red zone against Buffalo and score touchdowns and not, you know, make Harrison Bucker the, the MVP because they've got 
to be able to put points up because I think this is as cold as it's going to be. I still think this is going to be a relative shootout. I really do. I have a, I have a sinking feeling that this is going to be a game where it's the Bills and Chiefs typical fashion going back and forth, back and forth. And we're going to see a game in the high 20s, low 30s for sure, one team or the other. And there's just there's going to be no time for field goals. It's going to be converting in the red zone. Joe, that's a great point because obviously the um, the Chiefs hit their lowest point in that loss to the Raiders on Christmas, and then they bounced back. They had two yeah. games against quality opponents. I'm not counting the Chargers game when the Chargers missed, but against the Bengals um, and against the Dolphins, when they looked better, the offense looked better. Rasheed Rice was really playing well, but the one issue on the offense, the thing that was really holding them up was those in both the Bengals and the Dolphins games was – uh, they had to settle for field goals, and that that they might not be able to do against um, the Bills and, and survive. And, and Joe, for me, that's a great point. I think um, the red zone. I think that's going to be the key to the game. I think the other, the absolute key for me, turnovers, 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 because we know that Josh Allen is prone to interceptions, mm -hmm. uh, but he's so explosive. Sometimes he can overcome it, just like. In their last game of the regular season, he had three turnovers, two interceptions, and a fumble against the Dolphins, and they still won because he was so good. Um, but right now, though, the Chiefs' offense is, is playing a little bit better. I don't think if the Chiefs have more turnovers than the Bills, they lose the game. They lose the yeah. game if they lose the turnover battle. The, the Bills, if they lose the turnover battle, I think there's a little wiggle room where they could still win. Obviously, it's not a great sign, but the Chiefs must win the turnover battle. Yeah, great point, Jeff. Uh, absolutely. To totally thing. And, and that's just kind of a reflection of what happened. You know, wanted to put a cap on the Dolphins win um, and, and think about the things that that, you know, could have been better in that game that they could carry in, <clears throat> into this game, because this defense right now is lights out. I mean, they're they're playing as good a football as any defense in the entire NFL. So they've got to keep that rolling. And again, now what are they nine and oh when the Chiefs score? <clears throat> 21 or more points. Wow. So, <clears throat> you know, that that's that's the whole key for me is is scoring in the red zone for, for the offense. Um, another key, I, I think, is going to be uh, the Bills' defense is a little bit banged up, and they're all season they've had some trouble stopping the run. They've been better versus the past. So uh, I think we need to ride Isaiah Pacheco um, this game. because um, and, and that said, even though that they're secondary, we don't know the status of, Russell Douglas and and Benford yet Traverius White's been out all year so that the secondary could be susceptible but during the course of the season um, and really even against the Steelers they had you know um, Jalen Warren uh, ripped off some runs so I think that's that's another key for me Joe is there another key for you or maybe a matchup uh, to watch uh, in this game Well I mean. Looking, you know, Jeff, not to pat ourselves on the back. I, I, I really, we've been talking about this Rasheed Rice thing, you know, for I, I want, I want to say at least half the season, probably yeah. at, least, at least the last third of the season, we have been talking about getting this receiving thing right. It was, it was, uh, it was their Achilles' heel, and we kept saying, you know, if they can just declare a number one, right? Let's just let's let's go with somebody. Whoever it was, I think both of you and I said it should have been Rasheed Rice based on the talent and the things that he had shown um, during the season. And go with him as number one. It's going to open everything up. And 
it really has. I mean, not to you know continue to pat ourselves on the back, but I think it's when you look at at, at what Rasheed Rice has done when they've made him the big target, right? You know, 127 yards against uh, Cincinnati. What does Pacheco do? He has 130 yards rushing, right? Um, you know, when when Rasheed Rice you know scores uh, 91, I mean, when he has 91 yards, right? Clyde Edwards-Alaire leads the team in rushing. Patrick throws for for 305, and they, and they beat New England, right? When they make him, you know, the number one, it it just good things happen. And 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 I think this game against the Dolphins offensively was perfect. He you know he gets 130 yards. He's half of of Patrick Mahomes' production, and and Pacheco runs for close to 100, runs for 89, and and the Chiefs have a dominant win. Now. Dominant in the sense that it was, you know, that, that the Dolphins only scored. This game, Jeff, if they convert in the red zone, this game could have been forty-two to seven. Yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. so they've got the right formula now, and and what it's doing is it's giving Patrick options. It's allowing them to run the ball. It's it's bracketing Rice, making Travis effective, getting other receivers in. It's affecting the run game. It, the play action, it just, it does so much when you have to focus your attention on, on a receiver uh, at, that, that can be as dangerous as Rasheed Rice. And I, and I think this is, we're there. Like, I, I mean, this is a weird, weird thing to even bring up, but like, if, if, if this is next year, right, like, let's just, let's fast forward and Rasheed Rice has a whole year of being this guy that he is right now. Everything else stays the same. Travis is still having a Travis type year. You know, Isaiah's still running like he hates the ground and Patrick is still doing Patrick things. Jeff, I think I think they have home field advantage throughout. And like if you just took what, what's been happening over the last couple of weeks and you project that onto a whole season, I think Kansas City's sitting where Baltimore is right now. And and that's how much I think about Rasheed Rice and what he can do to help them build this receiving core back to where they need to be. And so anyway, that was a long answer to a short question, buddy. I think he just needs to be the guy. And that's my key on the offense is continue to focus on, on Rasheed, run the ball at the right time, give Patrick time, and good things are going to happen offensively. On the other side of the ball, and then I, I want to hear what I want to hear your your keys. Is 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 the mush rush against Josh? I, it's it's really the one thing defensively I think that Spagnola can do is keeping Josh Allen out of the game and and keeping him in the pocket and don't let him find the seams, don't let him find the pocket within the pocket, don't let him win this game with his legs. I'm not saying that the Chiefs have to spy him with a linebacker. I'm just saying be disciplined in their rush, don't create a lot of lanes that he can run up into, don't be so quick to beat around the edge and and try to you know collapse the pocket from the outside or from the back you know coming underneath just keep keep a disciplined pass rush and keep him in, in the pocket the way that the eagles beat the patriots in the super bowl when they just kept getting in tom brady's face um joe great call um all season long on rasheed rice it's funny Every week you hear, oh, the Chiefs don't. The problem is they don't have receivers. They don't have receivers. Well, all of a sudden you look at Rasheed Rice like he had. He ended up and he didn't play in week 17. 79 catches, 938 yards, seven touchdowns. That's that's pretty good, especially considering the little, you know, he 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 played early on, but he wasn't, 
into the fold that much. I mean, I, I think we have a number one uh, wide receiver now, especially when you look at, you know, I was uh, filling out the Pro Football Writers Association ballots they do an all-rookie team. And then there were some good rookie receivers drafted. Zay Flowers, uh, Tank Dell, who, who obviously got hurt, but he's been really good. Jordan Addison. Puka Nakua, who's obviously been the best, but I think you look at those numbers with Rasheed Rice, he's the second best rookie receiver. So kudos to you. Great call. And they they do have a number one guy. Um, and also, I think you're right with the mush rush of um, um, God. I almost, we were talking about the Eagles before we went on air and tush push, mush rush. I almost, yeah. uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of <laughs> similar rhyme, rhyming words there. Anyhow, uh, I think that is what you have to do with Josh Allen. You know who Josh Allen reminds me of, Joe, is he actually – he reminds me a lot of Cam Newton. I mean, Cam Newton – and people might forget because, you know, his end of the career wasn't great, but he won an MVP. He took his team to the Super Bowl. And so big, so strong with a rocket arm, a little bit of accuracy issues, but really just such a dangerous runner. I think Josh Allen reminds me of peak Cam, Cam mm-hmm. Newton. That yeah, because he's a because as as much as Cam liked to win games with his legs, um, Cam was Cam was a quarterback first. Yeah, he could throw right, right. He definitely and was. so you know, yeah, that's a great that's a great analogy and a great comparison. Another key component for this game, and also your prediction for this game. Yeah, I you know I think I think it's going to be loud. Um, I'm uh, you know. The tackles, I think, you know, we had this whole, remember you and I went on this whole diatribe about, you know, if, if Juwan didn't play and if Donovan Smith didn't play, like, you know, everybody was a little banged up. But I, I was I was pretty happy with the way things went at the tackle spot. But then again, you know, it was a home game. Um, you know, I, I just, I think you and I were texting at the time when Juwan got that penalty uh-huh. Um, and, and the big graphic came up that, you know, Juwan Taylor was the number one penalized lineman in like the last, I don't know, in, in like the modern clock year or something yeah. like crazy, right? I can't, I can't remember this. Down. I was like, oh, and it was like, just as I was thinking about that, they're going to have to limit, you know, limit the penalties up front. Yeah. Um, you know, they're because, you know, that's something that, you know, the Buffalo is going to be focused on. They're going to try to get the crowd noise going. The defense for Buffalo is going to get the crowd fired up. They're going to try to make it loud. They're going to they're going to be probably warning the officials that you know watch the right tackle. He ju- he jumps. He's jumpy, and and they're going to be really focused on that. I wasn't so much worried about that block in the back. I know a lot of people were like, oh, there we go again, Juan Taylor. I think he got pushed. I really do. I, I went back and watched that a couple of times, and I, and I I don't think that was a a a like flagrant, I'm going to block this guy in the back because I got beat, you know, and, and, and I got beat off the ball or, you know, I, I got myself in a bad position. I think he just, he was just a victim of a circumstance there. Um, but I think keeping the penalties, um, you know, up front, especially, um, <clears throat> I think that that's going to be something I'll be watching for to see how Jawan Taylor is uh, reacting to the crowd noise in a big pressure situation um, in a game where, you know, that they're going to be coming after Patrick and trying to, you know, create him to make some mistakes. Great call there, Joe. Um, we'll take a brief break here. Yeah, we'll definitely be watching, see how Juwan Taylor um, matches up. It'll be interesting to see if he, he sees 
some of Von Miller if they move around. Von Miller has not done very much this year, really did very little against the Steelers, but he did play well against the Chiefs um, in, in the previous game this season. Joe, I'm for my prediction, I actually – I, I think right now the Bills are are the better team, the hotter team. They were after they haven't they they that win against the Chiefs started off a streak and they haven't um, lost since. Um, they're at home. Um, I, I I think like you said the the crowd noise could give um, an advantage to their their defense. I, I do think Patrick Mahomes has, is going to have a little bit of chip on his shoulder. People are saying, oh, he's always played at home. I think he's going to be real pumped. To play on the road, and the Chiefs are healthier. That's that's a, a major mm-hmm. thing. Uh, Derek Nottie's banged up, but you know that the Bills have some potentially very serious injuries to the linebackers and secondary. That said, I think the Bills are just right now playing better football, the better team. I'm going Bills 21 20. So then mm-hmm. they keep that streak alive. <laughs> the defense will do their thing, but I think the offense doesn't quite do enough well no i mean look jeff you know we have to be objective when we're looking at these things i i um i think there's going to be a little bit of a higher scoring game right you said a shootout yeah i I, i'm i'm looking at uh i i there's something in my gut that's telling me that the chiefs are going to come into this game while the bills might be hotter today Mm -hmm. i don't know if them at their hottest is better than the Chiefs at their hottest. Yeah. And and I just have a feeling that there's some momentum building that we might not see every day, you know, if we're not in that locker room and not on those sidelines with the team. And I think there's some momentum building with this team and there's some chemistry coming that the Chiefs might have. I, I hate to say this for a team that went to the Super Bowl and won it last year and a team that's been to, you know, five AFC championships and blah, 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 and all the big accolades that the Chiefs have gotten over the last couple of, uh, you know, half of a decade here. But I have a feeling that we haven't seen the best of this team, and I think we're going to see the best of this team this week. I think everything that they're doing is going to bring out the best. Do they, Are they struggling at wide receiver? Yeah, let's be honest. They don't. They don't have that same chemistry. But there's something there with Isaiah Pacheco, Patrick Mahomes. I think Travis Kelsey is is in. He's he's hiding. He's in waiting right now to have a, to have a to have a really good game. And, and I think if they can stay focused with Rasheed Rice, I think it opens things up. And I see the Chiefs winning this game, 31 to 24. And I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a, you know it could be 31 27. It could be 31-30, but it's, it's, the Chiefs are going to get – they're going to get over the 30 mark this game, and I think the defense is going to do their thing against a really, really good team. But I think the Chiefs at their hottest are better than the Bills at their hottest. Even though the Bills are hotter right now, I think the, the Chiefs have – here's here's the analogy. They're going to leapfrog their hotness <laughs> this week. I like so. it. it. It's always a great game when they play, especially in the, the playoffs, especially of late. It was kind of funny, like the narrative – of late, the last couple seasons, um, the the Chiefs had the better offense, but the Bills had more a better defense. Poyer and Micah High and Matt Milano, a lot of really some kind of under the radar names, but some really good players. Ed Oliver. Now I think it's kind of now it's the the script has script has flipped. I think the Bills have the better offense, uh, better receivers. Josh Allen doing his thing. James Cook is really a nice bird. But the Chiefs certainly have the better defense right now. 
than the bills it just as we've said all all yeah. pod you know it, it's kind of funny that you know the bills like mcdermott is a defensive guy and so you always thought of them as their defense is a little bit better than the chiefs but the chiefs offense was just so good now i think it's kind of flipped yeah offense wins games defense win wins championships jeff the old i'm going to the old 1950s adage so <laughs> Love it, Joe. That's a yeah. I very well could come to play. I I can't. I mean, I think this is the Bills Chiefs. We all remember the 13 seconds game. I I can't wait for this. This is the this is the game of the weekend. Uh, absolutely. Um, maybe the maybe the the game of the whole playoffs. Whenever the Bills and Chiefs play. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, Jeff. It, it has the, all the makings, uh, all the markings and makings of it, right? You know, uh, the Chiefs' first road playoff game with Patrick, going to Buffalo, the 13 second. There's a lot of history here. It has all of the markings of, of being a classic. And uh, I think, you know, coming in on Sunday night for the last game, everybody's going to be ready to watch this game. They have a lot of prime uh, football action going on through the weekend. It, it couldn't have, it, the stage couldn't be set better for this game than it is right now. And no set of fans for the respective fan bases, the, the proportion, the ratio of people wearing Zuba's pants for this game <laughs> is going to be off the charts, Joe. Bill's Mafia loves I, – I did an article on Zubas, and, like, Bill's Mafia is, like, probably the biggest sell. But the Chiefs, you know, Casey Wolf wears Zubas. The Chiefs fans still have – Zubas is a big thing in, uh, in the for the KC fans as well. Yeah, count the, count the middle fingers and the snowballs <laughs> that hit the bus and also count the Zubas. <laughs> Well, on that note, if you enjoy this show presented by Bet Online, please subscribe. We're available on your favorite directories iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Luminary, and TuneIn. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week. And go, Chiefs! Wilson, you sent the game winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly. An AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write. So I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.